Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot. I'm your host, Travis Hellig. Here, you know, this was going to be a nice little fun romp around to add Vince to the team. But Vince, you're coming in hot, I would say. How are you feeling? Not great. Not, I mean, the game was over like in the first 15 minutes when you miss four chances. Did you see what the... You were in the stadium, but, so you probably didn't. Do you know what the expected goals was at halftime? I didn't see it, but I did anticipate that it was a lot. Do you want to guess? I don't really know how that stat works. What's hot? I know that, but that's why I want you to guess. <laughs> For, uh, the price of a ticket. Close. It was at like 1.67, which like, uh, honestly... At halftime? At halftime. So like a lot of teams, I mean, 1.67 would be at like a de- decent-ish game, not for LAFC. LAFC generally tries to get up in the twos. And again, we're talking about expected goals, which I'm sure right now everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Vince. We don't want to talk about expected goals. So a stat that like doesn't really mean anything to anyone, but it just goes to show you the amount of chances that they had and the amount of goals that they should have had in that first half. Yeah, I mean, okay, Darren still setting up his stuff. He's about to come on. He's in the room with me, so if any of the audio or anything sounds weird, let us know. We'll try to fix it. Let's get it out of the way. That was a fucking bummer, right? Like, just from a vibe standpoint, that was a bummer. And it all started with Denny Buanga not hitting Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela losing his shit in a way we've never seen him do on anyone that isn't Bob Bradley. And then... For the rest of the game, the front line completely out of whack. It just, I, you know. I wouldn't say that. They got a bunch more chances. But they were always a step off, to me, at least. <laughs> like, no, I they know. just, I, I honestly think they just didn't finish. I, in the Did second they, half, they weren't as good, but I just like. Okay. Let, do you think the second half had anything to do with this, this sub, sub that came on? Okay, now we're echoing. I, I hear, hear that echo. Yeah, you guys are. Okay, oh. we're sharing a mic. Share the mic. Unplug yours. We're next to each other, guys. Oh, this is 
This is going about as well as that first half. <laughs> Vince, what 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 happened? You're smart. Look, there's going to be times in this sport, and I know this is going to drive people crazy because you want some big explanation, but like you don't score, and you just and the other team punches you in the face, and you there's nothing you can do, and, and so that goal that they scored, I mean, John probably could have done better. It was well angled, let's put it that way, to get down that low, uh, but I don't think he's expecting him to shoot like sliding in like that, and from that angle. But he scores, and then you you still go on, and you probably could score three more goals after that, and you don't. I, yeah, I, I honestly don't quite understand the Kellen change just because I thought Kellen was playing really well, uh, and I don't think they needed more offense. Steve said at halftime, oh, we're just looking to get some more offense, maybe get some second-chance opportunities from outside the box, which is fine. But I, I, don't, I, I don't think it actually affected the game per se. But it, really, it was just... Lack of finishing and Miami's goals were super timely. Like to get that second goal when they did, LAFC was just kind of like, wait, we thought we were going to just fly out here, get a goal, and then really change this game. And it didn't happen that way. What do you think, Darren? You're next to me. Should I just go on your camera? No, this is fun. It's weirdly out of sync. Let's just make it all weird. It's just everything's weird. weird. Let's just go weird. Today was weird. Man, it was tough seeing them get that many chances. I mean, uh, what was the shots? Shots on goal was even. 22 shots. shots 22 shots total. Okay. Sad foot, sad foot, sad foot. Denny Buanga. We have never seen him play a game like that for us. Was he, and he's played Messi before and he's scored against Messi before. Sure. What the fuck was going on in his head? He fully had the yips. He wanted it so bad. He missed that shot to, to, or he missed the pass to Vela. And I don't know if he was in his head before then, but he sure as hell was in his head after then. I wish Vela didn't give it to him quite so hard. I'm not going to blame Vela for Bowanga's bad game, but I've never seen Vela act like that ever, ever. I don't know. It, it certainly didn't help Bowanga's confidence. Sure. Yeah, and if you're the captain, you've got to weigh what what that can do to uh, a player, but you would think a player of Bowanga's caliber, like he knows it's a mistake, he can get over it. We, we've seen Bowanga be wasteful, though. He's not He's not necessarily, he can be a lethal finisher, but he's, I wouldn't say that's his MO. So we're kind of, we've kind of been used to that, but usually what we see is he misses one or two and then he, he sharpens up and, and buries the next two or three. That just didn't happen tonight. I want to say a couple happy foots because it's going to be a miserable one. Ryan Hollingshead slide tackling messy, clean. Very happy that exists in the world that he was able to do that, then scored a goal. We outplayed them in the first half. I know we lost by 3-1. I also thought we did a good job at stopping Messi's attack, but he's just so good that he can find those passes. And the McCarthy save that Selena Gomez reacted to, we'll have the video of Selena Gomez reacting to that save for the rest of our lives. And I think that's worth thinking about. (laughs) And after minute seven, I disassociated, and that was a really wonderful thing for me. I enjoyed no longer feeling emotion. Darren, uh, can I can I add one that you guys wouldn't have seen because you guys were in stadium? A shot of Leonardo DiCaprio just being a creeper eating a popsicle on the broadcast was just I can't explain it. Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously a fantastic actor, you know, but the, he's such a he's a weirdo, right? Like he's a really big weirdo. But it just was like housing a, a popsicle, and it was very odd. They showed him on the big screen here too at one point. It looked like he was just trying desperately to not be seen. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't work. I guess I'm going to say he was 100 percent on some drug. He looked on a drug, and I I don't know if it was MDMA or if it was cocaine, but he was out of it. This is kind of cocktail here for. This isn't what people are here for. We're here oh. to be mad at Denny Bowanga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we oh. we were. I was joking with because I've been watching this game here with some friends, and we were like, I wonder what the what what is the I'm sorry gift that he has to get Carlos Vela? Is it a Rolex? Will he be buying him a car? Like what? How does that? How do they work that out? Ugh. I mean, that made me scared that they don't like each other. That reaction was rough. I don't know. It was a. It was a. I mean, maybe Vela wanted it a lot, but they both did clearly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Buanga missed the frame every shot he took or went right. straight to the keeper. The other thing I think we need to say is that when Keelini got hurt and Aaron Long was moved directly onto Messi, things got really gross. And I don't think that that, what was it, the third goal? He passed the ball directly to, <laughs> to the greatest player on the planet. I mean, that's game state. I know people really want to, like, again, if you want if you want a scapegoat, you're going to find Aaron Long and you're going to go for him anyways. But, like, they're pushing forward. Aaron Long, I mean, yes, maybe don't try to chest that down because you you so badly want to keep possession. Maybe just kick it. I mean, Messi's right there. Don't 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 mess around. Don't take a chance. But it's two nil, right? So what? In the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? I don't know, man. I feel bad. I think we should bring right. a guest on. Let's bring on Kirk. Kirk from the Counter Press Podcast. Welcome to the show. Tell us a smart thing, and and are you going to make us feel bad or good, Kirk? You let us know. What would you guys prefer? I'm bad I'm here I at your service. Good. Kirk, there's no chance you could make us feel good after that. Yeah, result. yeah, it does. Good. Happy foot. The the first 20 minutes. I mean, they they suffocated Miami's back line trying to play out of the back. And what do you what do you do to keep Sergio Busquets from being effective? Don't let those awful center backs that they have in possession play the ball to them. And I mean, they were all over him. And I thought Kellen Acosta was a huge part of that. I think Vince already mentioned it, but I was really surprised by that by that sub. Kellen kind of missed a pass by forcing it to Bowanga like in the first two or three minutes in the in the eighteen. And I was like, oh man, that wasn't great. But then he just kept winning every single ball in the midfield. And normally I'm a guy like I just want the midfield to keep possession, keep the ball moving, right? Be the protagonist in the game. But the way that he just scooped up every single loose ball. That That's what had me really worried going into the second half was not having him there. And you see it in the second goal where Ilya has caught way upfield trying to defend Busquets, not trying to go in too hard. And if you get Busquets that time, he's going to kill you. So just, just brutal, brutal, brutal. I feel that game was within our capacity to win. And I think that's what was frustrating is that if we made our fucking chances at the beginning of that game, if, if Bawanga passed off that ball the entire vibe of the entire game changes and i know that i know that you guys are very technical but i really do think that energy matters in games like this where there's a lot of fucking passion on the line and there being that amount of negativity early on fucked with a lot of heads i think and Boanga didn't have a decent shot for the rest of the game he fucked up so many times after that because he knew how badly he fucked up i don't know darren what do you think yeah i I, the the feeling that I kept having throughout the match was just we should we should be beating this team. Like they were good, they had weapons. It's obviously not the same Miami team that we would have seen a year ago or earlier this season. But like we, the situation we were in, like every two minutes, I was like, well, this is not the situation we should be in right now. Can I ask a question? Do you guys think that this is a championship contending team? Do you think we're where we can win a trophy this year? Yeah. I mean, look, they're still like what they did in the first 20 minutes, like Kirk said, is like if you do that and you get rewarded for it. And then, as you said, Travis, like there's energy that goes with it. You can keep rolling it forward. And we've seen this LFC team. They score in bunches. Uh, I think Kirk and the counterpress have pointed out 
The problem is when they do get bogged down and then they have to play in a set offense, that worries you. But look, if, if teams give them chances, they finish them. They can't. I mean, they're supremely talented. You From top to bottom, even with Messi on this Miami roster, you still would say that LAFC is probably a more talented team. Maybe L- maybe Messi just blows that up just by himself, but I would say top to bottom, you would take mostly LAFC players. And I, th- I like that you pointed out, like, yeah, maybe, and I'll let Kirk kind of take over from you, you know, we're, we're maybe technical, but that's what we just like to talk about. But we, I think Kirk agrees with me that that doesn't, isn't always how the game is decided. Sometimes the game is just decided on shitty things like finishing or bad energy or bad, you know, bad vibes. It's not always, that's what drives me crazy sometimes is we always want someone to blame. Unfortunately, sometimes it's not really someone or a tactic or a game plan to blame. It's just like you didn't finish. The other team did. And the momentum of the game shifts and you can never get it back. But uh, to answer your question, I, I do think that LAFC is still a championship team. But what we've learned is, I think we've learned that if Miami sneaks into the playoffs, they're very much in, in one off in these little whatever two out of three series that they're going to have. They, them, they as well. I, I think in MLS, it's all about having finishers. And if you have Messi on your team, you have a finisher and you can goals change games. And ultimately, that's really what gets you over the top kirk is vince right or dumb <laughs> i think he's no i think he's 100 percent right i think this game easily goes the other way if buanga makes one pass what i mean one wide open yeah. pass that everybody can see when you see the reverse angle from behind the goal it's like shocking shocking i tweeted it out earlier like calendars in position Come on, Miller's right in front of him, and he just ate. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Vela's so wide open; he's not even in the shot. He's like at the top of the eighteen. It's and, almost the pass that Messi played to Campania. Yeah. If you lay that ball at that pace that Messi laid to Campania, then Vela left footed, he put he buries it. Because uh, yeah, exactly. Because Kamal Miller's doing the same thing that Tillman was doing, right? Just trying to get back and recover. So you don't even have to cut him back. It's just a pass out wide Vela will do the rest, right? That ball is in the goal every single time. And then you give up a really bizarre goal. Like, like you guys pointed out, I don't, I don't really know who, who to blame on that one. The ball gets through Chiellini's kind of out of position along was caught up field. I thought, I thought McCarthy maybe didn't know a shot was coming. I think he was surprised by the shot. Uh, Are you talking about the first goal? And I mean, even then it's like off the inside of the post. That was the slowest so it's, I've ever yeah. seen a ball roll into a head. Yeah. 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 And, so, I mean, and the vibe would, of the whole game would have been different if it was 0 0 at half as well. Yeah. Like, or, we, or even 1 1, I think, would yeah. have been way different. Sorry. No, yeah. It, it just like we got no breaks. Ted Uncle, I, I don't blame the refs ever. That yellow early on also fucks with Matty Bogush's head, who I thought did again, not like played. that yellow at all. And then doesn't so get the yellow soft. later in the game and goes over to fucking Dolo to yell at him or whatever. It just like Ted Uncle makes me want to fucking punch myself in the head. <laughs> I hate Ted Uncle so much. He should have. He could have redeemed himself if he would have gone double yellow on Farias. Yeah. He he pulls down Matty Bogush on a breakaway. I think it was Bogush at the end, and then he kicks the ball away too. That's real. I mean, that would be incredibly harsh to give two different yellows for that. But man, ju- yeah, that first yellow on Bogus was that had me sweating bullets because it's like he's the most active, and you're trying to contain Busquets. And I thought I thought Bogus had a great game coming back and defending both Busquets and Messi whenever they were on the ball. Yeah, just tough. I, I think ultimately they're they're fine in three out of four phases of the game, and they can they just don't they do not attack well if they're not in transition. It's it's a is as if 
they don't know what they're doing. It's it's bizarre to watch. Taylor Ferguson's been waiting patiently. Let's bring him on. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you for waiting. Of are course. You How are you? At the stadium right now? Uh, yeah, I usually get some autographs after the game. Announced a bunch of messy stands, and I've been telling him he's gone already, but they don't listen. But yeah, no, I usually call with something insightful to say that I've been waiting like two or three weeks to bring up. But this time I'm just calling for comfort. Honestly, it was just not. It's it's not, not, it was not great. (laughs) No, I was just, I mean, Vince has mentioned this multiple times when teams play in a low block or just let us have some of the possession. We don't know how to break that down. I mean, we had some good tight passing. But then all of a sudden, it looked like we weren't on the same page in those transitions as well with the tight passing. Like you'd have someone going one way, ball going the other way. Like what's what's missing there? Gonzalez looked fine, but he wasn't wowing me. Like I, it was just something was missing up there, and I don't have the brains to know what. If I had to take a stab at it, it's 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 rhythm because in the first half, I mean, not everything was in transition. There were times when they played against the set defense and they they moved the ball around quickly, but. When you're so like, and Kirk will probably back me up on this. When you're so adamant about going direct and going fast and getting one pass to goal, you kind of get in that mindset where you can't do anything else. I saw them in their buildup. Literally, they're they're just knocking the ball around the back line in order to then find that direct ball. They're not looking to play through the midfield. They're not looking to play. They get they, when they do get set, like they'll play long and they can play those rotations, which kind of is their style of play. Rotations, guys moving, but it's just it's they're antsy and there's no rhythm. And I and, and I, that's maybe that gives me some hope because I think look they have the talent to do it and we saw them do it a little yeah. bit last year, but. I don't know. They're just so transition heavy. And I don't know if it's, if it's hard to tell if it's, if it's coached or if it's just like, if it works, why wouldn't you continue to try to do that? But they don't seem to have, there's no plan B. Like when stuff goes wrong, they're like, yeah, this is all we have. No, I agree with everything you just said. Vince, are you at a house party? Yeah. Will you give us a tour of the house party? Oh, it's a big house. We got time, man. You want that to means, that means there are things game? going well, on and that and you can't yeah, see. And that's, also, that's I'm, pl- I'm plugged in, so, you know. <laughs> all right. We all know that Vince is, there's a fat table of cocaine <laughs> outside the room. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm going to mute you for a second just because I can hear the folks. The, yeah, Gonzalez was a little bit rough to me, but he didn't do anything wrong. He just seemed sort of absent. And then there was a lot of Vela and Bowanga running around. I was so concerned about our defense that game. And I do think we kind of did all right for a lot of the game. I thought we had a pretty strong midfield and defense for a lot of that game. But Miami is now a team that if they get three chances, they're going to score three fucking goals. And because if you mark Messi well, he knows how to find the open guy and that guy's going to score. And we no longer... Like, Miami, if they get into the playoffs, are the favorites to win MLS Cup. I don't think there's a doubt about that anymore. That would like, we played better than them a lot of that game and we looked like trash by the end of it. I I think one thing I was noticing, and tell me if I'm just wrong, this is basically me just talking to myself and be like, okay, experts are on the phone. Am I wrong? Elia plays a great, like, dropping back, playing between the defenders. Tillman, when he does it, I feel like he just needs to run at people and draw people in. I feel like we're too quick to lob it upfield. And anytime we actually, Elia dumps it off to either Beata Costa or Tillman have been pretty okay on the ball. And they just kind of immediately are looking for the pass instead of taking it 10, 15, 20 yards and drawing people in at times. I mean, it just goes back to what we were saying. Like, what it, what is the idea in, in possession? What is the idea in buildup? It seems like it is get it to your front three and then everyone get forward 
play in the half spaces, do your rotations, but there is no, there's no ideas to play through, play through the levels, go through, or as people might say, go through the phases of buildup. It's like, there's an early phase and then it's long. And then let's just see if we can get up there. And if we can't get it, they are such a good team in their counter press that they can usually win and then recreate some kind of transition. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Again, I don't know if that's just coached into them or if you know they go out there and and they're like look if it's working let's let's go for it and because they're you got you got to remember there is some some part of this that the players have it on their own that's why i always try to say like be careful when you try to put tactics on these guys not knowing what the actual tactics were we we're always kind of guessing at what we think happened but for all we know yeah steve could have been like guys don't even worry about the middle of field forget busquets let's get it over and let's go that that could be it, and uh, but it seems like more and more we're not having any kind of se- second phase of build up or build up through the center of the field like some some other teams. I'm going to be I'm going to plug myself. I'm going to be writing an article on the Columbus Crew for Backheeled. You're fired. You're fired. Sorry, sorry. I'm writing, and so I've been watching a lot of Columbus Crew, and the way that they build through their midfielders is night and day with the way that LAFC does. And it just becomes that that's contrast for me. Having watched those two has just become that much more stark. So I think, I think that goes back to your earlier point too, Vince, about it's, it's all in transition. We don't really know what they're doing. It's and even if they're knocking the ball around the back and it kind of looks like possession, they're just waiting to hit another long ball forward. And I think, I think you're probably right about the counter pressing idea. Like, Hey, we're good at it. Let's, let's win the ball higher up the field. It's a bit of Barnsley ball almost. Right. And so I would, I would just love to see them hold onto the ball, play it into the midfield, play it out of the midfield, play it wide, and just shift a few defenders out of position every once in a while and then attack that space that they vacate. But I, 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 I think you're right. I don't, don't think that's the way they play. And I, at some point, I'm just going to have to get over it and accept it. But until that time, you can all tune in here and to the counter press to hear me we've got, we've got another yeah. guest waiting. Taylor, do you have any parting words for us before we have to say goodbye? Um, Quickly, Happy Foot Section 213 has got like 10 friends of the foot at this point. It's LX, Andy. Oh We've got everybody. It's a great community you guys have started. So thank you for that. Sad oh Foot, I saw Messi get to play live for the first time and leave feeling sad. That's just, <laughs> that's how I feel. All right. Thank that's you beautiful. guys for having me. See thank you. you for joining You'll us. You'll be happy that you went. You'll be happy in the future that you saw us get decimated <laughs> by Messi. All right. We do have 
one more guest waiting to join. I got to say, wait, I, Jeff, we have too much negativity going on. So I just want you to know, you coming in here, flipping us the bird, you're going to talk about Aaron Long, I'm sure. You're going to say, where was Stipe Buke? And I just want to say to you, Jeff, if you really are a heel, you'd be celebrating right now. That's what you would be doing. <laughs> You know what I'd like to celebrate is me being right. That's the most important thing about tonight is that I was fucking right. That all you cowards who said, Aaron Long's so good. He's so good. Why are you so hard on him? We need a fucking MLS defender of the year. That's the MLS defender of the year, guys. Involved in all three goals. First goal, his fault. Second goal, his second goal, his fault. Third goal, definitely 100% his fucking fault. You want to give the ball to the best fucking player alive on that fucking bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is the guy we had to give a million dollars to. God forbid we fucking roll with Traore. Could anyone be worse? Could Traore be worse? I turned my headphones off. I took my headphones off for all of that, and I came back to hearing a million dollars, and I just want to say you have one fucking point. You make one point over and over again. It's the right point, Travis. <laughs> it's correct. It's like a person saying, isn't water good or oxygen good or death bad? It's the correct point. Leave He's it. a bum. He's Le- a coward. Why is he on the team? He's Leave like, it to- $1 million. <laughs> Leave it to Jeff to blame it on labor. He blames it on labor. He's like, uh, why is he making a million? Blame He's blaming it on, on labor. Management. Speaking of labor, Vince, congratulations on getting on the pod. You really deserve it. And I'm really proud of you. And I'm happy to have you, you know, making money off what you deserve. And and the sub stack and so forth. But if John also, you want you for a million dollars as a center back, you couldn't do worse than what happened tonight. You understand? You should be making that million bucks, not this fucking bum air long. Oh, what a coward. What a fool. We had the entire world watching, and they saw that shit. That's what our team is. Look at that crest. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whatever that is. Adidas. You can tell I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Listen, yeah, that's I, Adidas. I had to have some beers to get that up. Adidas, is, that's, that's pretty team. accurate, actually. Yeah. Adidas oh. is actually pretty stoked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure they're really happy. They're yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? Adidas I, I could have gotten season. for my tickets tonight, guys. I could have gotten thirteen hundred dollars, and instead, I paid to watch that. That's what happened. Instead of thirteen hundred bucks, watching Aaron Long chest the ball to the best player alive on the counter. What Listen, a team! I think Aaron Long seemed to have a fresh haircut. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you think it was? You think it was thirteen hundred bucks or more? You think? A million dollars. A million dollar. What a terrible thing. What an awful thing we do ourselves. Jeff, you know what I, mean? I want you to drive safe. Where, I'm, listen, I'm taking the train, pal, because I okay. knew this shit was going to happen. I, there's no way I'm driving home after having to drink myself to death to fucking forget Aaron Long exists. Um, By the way, I've never listened to this podcast. No one talks to me about this ever because I'm going to have to fucking remember Aaron Long. Dog shit. Thank you for yeah. asking. Hey, Jeff. this fellow's asking me how the game went. He's a real smart guy. I want a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you say fuck Aaron Long real quick? Aaron Long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> you, Great night, guys. Great night. Hey, Jeff, I just want you to know that um, Nut in the comments said that he got $2,500 for his tickets. That guy's the smartest guy on this podcast. He's smarter than all five of us put together. Here's you know what I mean? know the truth is that I have I got access to the press box. I didn't need tickets. I could have sold my tickets and still gone to the game. And I was like, no, I want to sit in my seats. That's how fucking dumb I am. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my happy for it. That at least somebody's stupider than I am. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Travis. Okay. Really hard work. Jeff, we're going to kick you off because we got a lot of, you know, intelligent people here that might have something to add. Yeah. Also, you know what? Have, have like, all oh those intelligent God, people Jeff. talk about. We talk don't about like right on. We got to kick him off. Oh yeah. Okay. Looks yeah, like he was going gone. through a tunnel there. Jeff was having a shocker. Jeff, Jeff is always welcome back. Of course. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we just lose him. 
He'll get over it. That was a respectable rant, though. Come on, guys. That was good. <laughs> it was fair. He's back. Say one, oh, no, one, he's one back. nice thing about the team, Jeff. Fuck. Uh, you know what? I, I think the color scheme's really good. I think the green is really makes my eyes pop. I really like that. You know what I mean? And it's nice to root for a feeder team. You know? I didn't realize that before. Oh, just, God. oh God. Okay. He's gone. Right. He's gone. Jeff's he's gone. Down. We feel bad enough. <laughs> listen. Listen. I, I'm vibing with Jeff tonight. <laughs> Listen, I think now that he's gone, it's probably a good time to say, like, he makes some good points. <laughs> it, that was a rough, that was a really rough two minutes from long leading up to that third goal. I think, like Vince said, it's, it is a bit of game state where he's the only center back around and Campana, he, he's trying to stop the ball from going to Campana, but in doing so, he forgets that, that Lionel Messi exists which is a cardinal sin. But 35 seconds before that, he steps into the midfield, wins a ball. I was like, oh, there's there's Aaron Long, and he's winning a ball way upfield. Here we go. And he, there's no pressure around him. Nobody steps to pressure him. And he plays a ball sideways to Tillman in between two defenders, and Tillman has to come up with a bit of magic, wriggle his way away from all that pressure. And then the turnover comes that leads to the goal, and it's like, oh, dude, just... Hold on to that ball. But again, it's not his game. It's never going to be his game. Like yeah, you got to accept that. Yeah, not his strong suit ever. And I mean, Giorgio had some some buttes of passes that were just wasted. <laughs> that's and that's why you put Giorgio with Aaron, right? And then when when you have Aaron, like you said, game state, you have Aaron with Murray, who Murray is like, YOLO, I'm just gonna go up and try to be a center forward. Then it really puts him under pressure. I look, I understand Jeff being upset, and I love Jeff. I love the energy that he brings, but to to blame Aaron for th- all three goals, it's a little rough. It's a little steep. Yeah. I do want to say, I'm not going to blame Aaron Long for all three goals. But there's a but coming. <laughs> well, I'm going to say something way more dramatic. And you, and I know that Vince is going to get mad at me for this because he's relentlessly rational in these emotional times. Well, this sometimes team... I have to see these people. And you know he's much bigger than I am. <laughs> If you can't speak truth to power, you don't belong on this podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com slash happyfoot sadfoot if you want to give Vince money. Uh, we have a new tier too. If you want to pay a little bit more now that we're splitting it three ways, just putting that right in the middle. Look, this team doesn't feel like last year. This doesn't feel like a team that can win, what, five games in a row in the playoffs? I know we had a decent run for a little bit at the beginning of the season. I'm not a I'm not a tactical guy. I'm not a strategy guy. I'm a I have mental illness and I understand how it's feeling. And I, if you're a player on this team, I don't think you have the confidence that you had last year going into the playoffs. And I don't think like we just got decimated by Charlotte because we were thinking about this game. And then this is going to be incredibly demoralizing. Like this is the game they were looking forward to. We thought we were the, the, the we're going to commit regicide this this is not at the beginning of the season even before this game i was like i think we can win mls cup i don't know if this team mentally can survive for the rest of the season through the playoffs i know we're good i know we have talent can we win mls cup can we get first in the west even i have no fucking idea yeah that, that that would be my caveat like who i mean obviously we saw Messi, greatest player of all time he has Miami humming. They may not even make the playoffs. But other than them, who inspires great confidence in you where you're like, that team is just un- like, it's a, it's not a great year for great teams in MLS to be totally honest with you. I think that's, I think that's a common thing every year where it's like a team kind of almost comes out of nowhere. LAFC to a certain extent, right? They had that awful stretch through 
August and into September last year, and then all of a sudden turned it back on and kind of, you know, played this epic game in the MLS Cup final. But like a lot of that was just kind of skating by a lot of the time. So I, I don't I don't think Cincinnati's as good as everybody thinks they are. I think St. Louis can surprise people because like you saw LAFC swarm Miami today with their press. I think if if St. Louis can hold on to that press through a couple of games in the playoffs and they can surprise some people. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't know who else is going to really jump out and be completely dominant. It's becoming a pattern, though. How many big games can we rack up losses in in one oh, season? Oh, God damn it, Darren. <laughs> you you said Vincent's the big game word. thing. I swear to God. But and this was a tra- and this was a trap game with a team with Leo Messi, Lionel Messi on it. <laughs> why? Why should it not be said out loud? Because what? Because everyone gets to pick and choose when they decide what a big game is. They, like they're like only finals are big games, but not every team. No, gets I mean a big game. I don't mean a big game tactically. I don't mean a big game like in terms of impact. I mean you know there's a reason why the tickets were more expensive. There's a reason why more people watch the game. There's a reason why, I mean, I don't have to explain why uh, a cup finals is a big game, like a big game. Why a layman would describe a big game, you know, an important game for what feels like how people judge the status of the club on the balance of things. And obviously this is now in hindsight, because we don't, we haven't done the playoffs yet. Obviously last year they were able to get through it and win the big games that I guess mattered, but on the balance of things, they have won some big games. I would say getting into a final is winning big games. I would say finally beating the galaxy at the galaxy is winning a big game, but yes, they've dropped some as well. And that goes back to our talk about inconsistency and there's no supremely great team, I think in, in MLS this year, but would you so, say would you say that we have won or lost more big games this season? I think it's clear that we've lost more than we've won, right? Like I know we had Philadelphia. The Philadelphia game was big. Sure. Um and we you're right. We got that we got into the Galaxy game was big. But if you look at the at this point you have to at least say, okay, there's a couple like I don't know what five big games, four big games that we've lost, and we've maybe won two. If we drop El Trafico at home, boy, is it going to feel like that's a real pattern, right? Like you—that's kind of a must-win now for us emotionally. Is we have to win El Trafico at home, right? Sure, but then you know, <laughs> w- welcome down, w- welcome to MLS. You still get a chance in the playoffs to then make it all up. Like if they drop all those and then win MLS Cup, like I just—that's the thing. Like if you keep a register of big games. Like I don't know how much it really means something. Like I, I hate the. I just hate the idea of like deciding when big games are. I just I understand. I, I yeah. like to look at this team and I, I do look at this team from top to bottom talent and I say that they should and can compete in every single game they're in. I can't say that for every team that will make it into the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, think, I understand. I think maybe the better way to characterize it is you see a bit of fool's gold in a lot of these wins from LAFC where they put up a four piece on somebody and you're like they're unstoppable. This team will never lose another game. Seven one against against Juarez, right? And you're like, how could they? How could they ever get beaten? And then it's like the next game they come out and they get beaten, right? So if they can jump on somebody in transition, I think it, again going back to tonight's game, if they jump on Miami in transition, go up one nothing, even if they give up that weird goal and they go into half one one, I don't think Dolo makes the same change, right? And he stays the course, and maybe you come out with a win. I I don't know. I think we almost hype up the team too much in some of these big wins because they're fun and they're scoring goals in bunches because teams are completely broken open and they're just boat racing them. But I, I maybe, and so maybe, maybe it's, you know, they don't, they don't win a whole lot of close games. Maybe that's the better way that, to, I think, to say it. 
they have a way of making those games where they score a lot of goals in retrospect seem like not a big game. Like, oh, well, that must have yeah. not been much of a test. They the, just ran up the score. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't really count for much. I think the biggest thing for me with this team is that they do not control games the way that they did last season. They were able to control games in different ways. And this season, the only way they can control games is if they can get at teams in transition and then make them pay by scoring goals. But they cannot control games in any other fashion. And that's maybe something I look. The coaching staff is much smarter than all four of us. They know this. I don't. It doesn't mean that they're going to be able to fix it, but I'm sure that they're saying this same type of thing. I'm very why, smart. Why are we not- I got to say, I'm really smart, and I I have a master's degree, and I just need to say that out loud. Do but keep, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I have a master's degree. Don't ask what it's in. Keep going. No, I mean it's it's control. I don't know. I just, that just kind of came to me the more we we're talking about this game. It's like when you say they can't win close games, that's control. And control means a lot of different things. It's being good in possession or it's being able to play in a low block and do things. And I know Steve says that the team can do it. I've yet to see them do it on a consistent basis. Quickly, I just want to point out a comment that made me laugh out loud from our friend Tunip Dan. Beating Monterey Bay was a big game. <laughs> the biggest. Yeah, I hate, to, I hate to break it too. If you really did think that beating Juarez 7-1 was like a big, big deal then right. you need to pay attention to more soccer. <laughs> All right, we've got LAX Andy joining us on the show now, or now he's being renamed Five Freeway Andy, as he is, I'm assuming, on the five, not driving, right? No, I, I'm I'm successfully pulled over. There, there was some traffic on the five. But before I before I get into my nonsense... I hear Messi's I said, in town. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of... Before, before I get into yeah. my nonsense, we're, we're talking about big games. What's a big game? What isn't a big game? This season, every game we've been playing is every single game is a big game. It's a big game for the opponent because we are the defending MLS come champions and every opponent is going to get up for us. This is the game against us is the game that's circled on the calendar of every opponent. Not to make excuses or anything. I just wanted to point that out. I think every single game that we're playing for that reason is a big game. I think that's really smart. I think that's really smart, Alex Andy. Hey, this is why you call I have you a master's have. degree too. Thank you. Oh, what is it in? Public policy. Hell yeah, cool. Okay, don't worry about what mine's in. Keep going. No, but that, that said, this this was a terrible night. This was the worst night I've ever had walking back to. Oh, shout out to section two thirteen. The worst night I've ever had walking back to my car. First of all, the the BD guy was closed up. The all the 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 vendors selling their messy jerseys. It, it was real rough. It was really, really sad, and God, I, I, you know, I was really for for a million reasons. I was sitting, I was standing in the supporter section today, and was trying to cheer and chant. And I feel like I was surrounded by so many folks that hadn't been to a game before. We were trying to do the the jump, jump to the left, jump to the right, and like they wouldn't move. This this was a downer, guys. I'm, I'm, it's, it, it really sucks. There's no other way around it. And yeah. Yeah, I had I, I got in my car. It was about a twenty minute wait for you guys to start, so I meditated for ten minutes. That really helped. Hell yeah! I really recommend everybody do that tonight. And yeah, just just had to say this one really sucks. There's no other way around it. But yeah, I anyway, want to th- say thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for always calling in, LAX Andy. Get home safe. Um, we love you. That was good stuff right there. Oh no, I was going to say goodbye to our good friend. Uh, meditation rules. You're the best, Andy. I just want to say. Normally we have to get into this room. The opposing team is usually in here like filming the game, talk, like they're like their technical staff is in this room. And they normally get out pretty quickly. <laughs> Uh-oh. I was so 
I was already sad, <laughs> but waiting for the inner Miami guy to close up. And I think he knew that I was waiting for him and decided he was going to be a fucking asshole <laughs> and just like took his fucking time. And I'm very thankful to be here. I'm really thankful to be here in this room. But God damn it. Fuck that man. I hate we met, we were we were 20 minutes late to doing this podcast. And I'm thankful to the, the all of you watching. It means a lot that you're watching. But if you have a reason to hate inner Miami, it's not messy it's not busquets it's that motherfucker with a camera in this room i'll beat his fucking ass everyone meditate i need to meditate I, i'm gonna go ahead and disagree i saw this guy look I, I need to make sure that everyone has a complete perspective of what the situation was in this room this was one guy with like an insane amount of gear as someone who's had to pack gear? up a lot of gear i really felt for the guy he had to do everything all by himself I think he was just like, look, I have a lot, I have a lot of shit here. This is overwhelming. I really fell for the guy. The real villain is David Beckham for not hiring more interns <laughs> when his team grew. Who I love David Beckham. Is that okay to say? Happy foot, David Beckham. <laughs> and and, oh, and, and on that bombshell, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> wow. Okay, hold on. Let's get some. Uh, you ever see Bandit like Beckham? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Darren are just yelling when the mic's not near us. We're never going to do this again in the same room. We had no idea how to do this. <laughs> well, there were two ways we could have done it, and it turns out the other way will still, I know, will work. Yeah, not going to try it again. Not going to trust you, Darren. Um, <laughs> um, Kirk, anything else? We're gonna Let's go around the horn. Anything else you want to say about That's this game before we um, all go commit ritual seppuku? So I have two master's degrees. So oh fuck, you can all. What is, it, what is it in? Hey Darren, uh, well, are, are you and are you and I the only zero, one? Yeah, I have none as well. So degree. just me and Darren, we're the dummies this here. Is, Jeez, this is the most overeducated podcast in MLS history. Yeah, definitely. What are, what are your master's degrees? On? One is in applied exercise science, and the other is in MBA, which was the most useless thing I ever did. <laughs> and you're also um, in the military, right? Oh, they paid for both of them. So hell yeah. yeah. Okay, right. cool. Yeah. All right, go. Ahead. Yeah, I wish I wish I did that. I was in debt for a very long time. Okay, yeah. go ahead. The most overeducated dumb marine you've ever met. <laughs> Does anybody know? I guess the last thing I have really is what is going on with the field this season. I like. I, I it looked awful on TV. I can only imagine it looked that bad, and I feel like this is a constant thing this year. And maybe this is what we have to blame all our woes on this year. It. Me and Darren have fought about it. He thinks it's water. I'm pretty sure it's like it's like a sand or a dirt. Vince, you worked for the club before. I don't know what happened. What what is going on with the field? Do you know? There is there is sand there is sand that's used, so that's what comes up. I mean, look, there's concerts, guys. You, you got to pay. You got to pay. You got to pay the bills. Yeah, sand sand is used to kind of. It so actually it helps with the water and fills things in. So, but to Kirk's point, yeah, it was it was clumping up a lot more than you, normally. What you saw in the first twenty minutes is what you would see at the end of the game. But keep in mind global warming and all the other crazy stuff. I mean, like, no, I'm, I'm being, I'm being dead. I'm well, being like, dead we're serious. Always, we're always seeing these sprinklers on the field, and it's just like that's a lot of sprinklers. There's a lot of well, water the, going on the field right now. That's because the players like the way the ball whips around, and it, and that's just that's an aesthetic thing, and that's more of like a playability thing. But yeah, the the grass is is made for beautiful Southern California warm days, and then if you have all these rainy days, and then also you have concerts there. Let me just say this for the people that are like, it's grass. It can't be that hard. It's a lot crazier than you think. And I've had these long conversations because for some reason I'm a glutton for punishment and one to learn about these things. Um, it, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, so for it, the MLS conspiracists out there, it really is just a real estate scam where you get people <laughs> to build stadiums and then you can have concerts on 
to yeah. be <laughs> I feel like everything that's true of everything in a city. The well, what the business is is not important. It's just real estate. <laughs> Are we about I, to have like a nimby yimby? I, I, I think maybe we should wrap the show yeah. up. <laughs> Sadfoot, global warming, um, nimbies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds um, like we've reached that time. Happy foot, we got a we got a Miami troll in the comments. I'm always All happy right. when people from Love other that. teams hang out. Look, Kirk. Thank you so much for hanging out. Where can people find you if they want to listen to you or follow you? At Kirk Kinsey on Twitter and the Counter Press podcast is available everywhere. So um, we need a host for tonight if you want to join. I don't want to talk about this team anymore, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Darren, do you All want right. to talk about it? You can find me at... Uh... <laughs> uh, Vince, what's your substack? It's vincelarosa.substack.com. And uh, and now find me forever and always at the Happy Foot, Sad Foot Patreon. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we should also note a big Happy Foot for us today is that this is, you've been doing this for a bit with us, but now it is official and formal. Vince is on the post games, on the show permanently. We have a third Happy Foot, Sad Foot host. And if... If you want to support him, you go to patreon.com slash happyfootsadfoot. You can check out his Substack, and he's going to start doing some exclusive content. He's going to have his own podcast. We're going to figure out uh, a lot of stuff along the way, but some of that will be in front of the paywall. Some of it will be behind, so I'm excited to share with you guys once we're ready to launch that stuff. Jeff talks in the comments. Thanks to Jeff for always hanging out. Vince, anything you want to leave us with? Global warming is real, guys. It's <laughs> is a real thing. Global warming is... What's that guy's name? Vivek? Vivek says it's a hoax, whatever that man's name. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Whatever. Um, okay. Sadly, I do. Let's have a let's let's you know the team's bad now. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a holiday. Just go next drink, match. guys, and we'll see you. We'll see you we, next. We do have a match to look forward to. We have El Trafico. Yeah, there's always yeah. another game. El Trafico is always very fun, right? We never get stressed out for that one. Thank you so much for hanging out. This was a blast, Kirk. Thank you for always coming by. We love when you're here. Vince, thank you for your first official co-host gig with us. Darren, it was a pleasure sharing a room with you. And congrats on your gig. I know what it is now, and I'm not going to tell you guys, but Darren was on the field tonight. Everyone, we love you. Please subscribe. Please follow. If you like the podcast, please rate and review at five stars. We stopped saying that, and I forgot that that's important. Rate and review at five stars. What else? Anything else we got to plug? No. Just make us just like your favorite Uber driver. Okay, I'm going to go walk to my car now and crash off a bridge. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.